from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to TCS Live right here on the Edify Network. I hope your day is off to a great start. And if by chance it's not, then maybe by the end of our time together, something will have been said that brightens things up a bit for you. I do have some things in my little world that got me bright. I'm pretty happy. I'm really excited about this stuff. So first of all, let me drop this on you. It's movie release month for me. Yes. Yes, it is. Movie release month. My new movie called My Brother's Keeper will finally be coming out. It's March. March 19th is a release date. It's just a couple of weeks away. I couldn't wait. Soon as it, soon as the calendar flipped to March, I'm like, yes, because it's, it's, it's just been so long. I, I'll, I'll get into that. I'll give you some more details. Let's let's take a quick listen to the trailer real quick. So this is radio. So you know you have to watch the trailer with your ears. So <laughs> check it out. We knew where we were going. We knew what we was getting ourselves into. We just didn't know what would happen to us when we came back. What do we got? Coming down the road, sniper fire! No! I came here tonight because I can't live with myself anymore. What does that mean? Priest used to always say, don't leave this earth without making sure your soul is ready. I don't know when I'm leaving this earth, but I know my soul ain't ready. You've lost your faith in God. Did you ever think maybe your God lost his faith in me? Why am I still alive and you not? You're still alive because God has a plan for you. There's something important you still have to do. It's not about my name. There's nothing left for me, man. I'm all alone now. You prayed to God for help and he answered. He brought her into your life to help you. See, I swear you were home, brother. Priest says you do. You got to show me. You got to show me right here, right now. There's a long road ahead for me to heal my soul, and I'm determined to find my way back to God. Chill bumps, baby. So yeah, so that's my brother's keeper. A uh, great, great cast. Um, Ty Mans is the director. Mans Mackey Studios is is putting it on, and uh, I'm just really, really, really pumped about this. Uh, this is the most challenging role of my of my life, um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to bring it to you, man. This I'm just glad it's finally here. You know, we shot this film almost two years ago, and it was it was slated to be released in February of last year. And I'm so glad we did not do it then, because that's right when, you know, COVID, the outbreak came and just began to run rampant and theaters started to shut down. And so the fan would have just been at the theaters and it would have died there potentially. You know, it would have been hard to see and enjoy and, you know, people worried about COVID and everything. So, you know, that, that reminds me to let you know, by the way, um, that when the film releases on March 19th, if it's not playing at a theater near you 
or if you're just not comfortable going out to any theaters just yet, we've just announced the option to be able to show the movie at your church. So if you want details on that or you want to check theater listings near you to see if the film is playing in your area, just head over to www.mbkfilm.com, www.mbkfilm.com, and you should be able to find out what you need there. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, hopefully everybody gets a chance to check it out. March 19th, My Brother's Keeper in theaters. Um, I also want to give a big shout out and a thank you to everybody who is helping me with Clear Play. Now, I've asked a lot of people, everybody who I, whoever knows me or listens to me, I ask you to take the Clear Play free trial and then just give us some feedback on how we're doing. It really helps us out a lot. And if you're listening to this right now, you're like, well, what is Clear Play? Well, let me tell you, uh, my family and I love Clear Play. It's a service that provides content filtering options for movies and TV shows. So let's say you want to watch a movie you know, or TV show, but there's something in the film, uh, something in the show that's inappropriate for your family you know, to see or hear. So ClearPlay removes that content. So you, you know, anything you don't want the family to see or hear, you can take it out. And the film just keeps playing seamlessly. And this is something that you set up before you even start watching. And it's very, very quick and easy. We, that's what the software does. It's, it's so awesome. Uh, so this this has been such a blessing to my family and our our TV and movie nights. You know, it, it, they're never ruined because we set it up the way we want it. And I know you all would appreciate this. If you love clean family entertainment, um, you'll appreciate what ClearPlay can do. So we offer a free 30-day trial, 30-day free trial. So you can test it out with your family. And it's real cool because we can legally, that's a key word, legally, we can legally filter content on the most popular platforms such as Amazon, Netflix, Disney+. And recently we added HBO Max. So try it out. You'll be glad you did. I guarantee you will. And uh, like I said, you know, it costs you absolutely nothing to try it out. It's a free trial. Um, just head over to www.clearplay.com and try it for free. And then uh, hit us up on social media. Tell us how we're doing. And uh, we really appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. I uh, love Clearplay. I love what we're doing there. So now if, if you've been following me on social media, so here's, here's my little big news moment. Big news. If you've been following me on social media, then you know I just teased a new TV show role. New TV show role. It's a recurring role. And, uh, you know, if you're not following me, by the way, then, well, what are you waiting for? Go do it. Go follow me. Press pause. Go follow me. And come back. <laughs> but so I put on my, on my um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I put up a picture um, which was an actual picture of me filming one of my scenes on this new show. And I asked everybody to guess my TV show. Like, do you know what this, can anybody guess what TV show I'm on now? And nobody guessed it except one person. And she got it right because she said, Vindication. Yes, 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 yes. So yes, I am now on the new faith-based crime drama called Vindication. 
And uh, I love it, man. My, my character's name is Detective Trey Millwood. And that's about all I can really say at this time about the character, because I don't want to ruin the storylines concerning his life before you all get to meet him on the show, which would be fun and exciting and new and everything fresh, you know, but this is a recurring role. So you'll see me in most of the episodes throughout the season. And I'm really excited about it. I love the cast. I love the crew. And I love the messaging of the show, the high quality of the production. It's all good. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm the new guy coming aboard for season two of Vindication, which means that there is a season one. So now's the time for you to go and check it out. Check out season one, get some binge watching going on and get all caught up before season two releases later this year. And then that way you'll be familiar with the show. So I'm really, really pumped about that. Uh, Vindication Season 2 coming your way this year. And uh, let me now jump into today's show. Today's show on the TCS Live show. Because that announcement about Vindication is somewhat related to the topic that I want to hit on today. Um, it's, it's all about the way that I even landed that role of Vindication. Uh, the way much of what comes my way in my life, um, it all has to do with this topic um, it's all a product of striving to stay on track spiritually. And that's what we want to talk about, the best ways to stay on track spiritually and what that even means. And I'm not saying that, you know, blessings are, are coming my way because I perfectly do everything right. Because I don't, you know, I, I just try to do one specific thing right all the time. And that's to spiritually stay on track. I just want to always get that right. Number one. And to spiritually be on the right track, you have to be on the same track that Jesus is on. That's, 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 that's what it means to follow him, man. Where, where is he going? I want to walk with him. You know, I got I to gotta be on the same track that Jesus is on, that God is on, that the Holy Spirit is on. And you got to follow Jesus on this path. You know, his, his track has to be my track. You know, I don't want no other track, <laughs> you know. You're, you too, you know, if you call yourself a Christian, this, this should be the only track you want to be on. This is the only way of being on the right track is being behind Jesus. If you call yourself a Christian, it literally reminds me of something like this, this whole stay on track thing. It, it just reminds me of, of when I take a walk with my dog. You know, I got a chocolate lab. His name is Deacon and uh, he just turned 14, but he's extremely well trained you know, we started training him when he was young, extremely well-trained. So when we take walks, he's right by my side, just a little behind me and right at my side. If I stop, he stops. Most time, I don't even have to say anything. He's just that connected to me. If I move, he moves. If I go left, he goes left. If I go right, he goes right. If I take off in an all-out sprint, he's right there with me. You know, well, these days he ain't he ain't sprinting like he, like he used to. He probably tear every ligament in his leg, <laughs> but but he will get into his old man trot. He got that old man trot, and he'll be following me. He'll be right there with me. But 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 that's but but that's the point, right? He he's committed to following me no matter what. And over the last fourteen years, as we take walks, he's gotten used to getting treats along the way. So he know I provide the, these good things as we walk. You know, water breaks, shade from the sun, whenever he needed, rest whenever he needed, belly rubs whenever he needed. He knows every need that he would have would be provided as long as he's with me. 
So he don't have a no problem going where I'm going. So he never strays away. You know, he knows that if he does, then he's on his own because he's tried that before. <laughs> you know, no treats, no water, no safety, no protection from the sun beaming on him. He could get hit by a car or something like that because he's got no direction, no guidance. You know, or if he strayed away and let's say he got thirsty, you know, dogs know how to survive. You know, he, he'll he'll maybe go in the backyard and, and see a bucket of water. He might take a drink from that water and it's a contaminated bucket of water. Maybe he got chemicals from somebody washing their car some minute, you know, get himself sick. That's what happens when you're on your own. Bottom line, he trusts me as his leader. So you don't have to worry about any of that. He knows that the best place to be is right next to me, slightly behind me, trusting our walk and doing everything I tell him to do. And this is how you and I need to strive to stay on track with Jesus. Just go where he's going. And if you can if you can get that one thing right, you're setting yourself up with a very solid spiritual foundation for yourself. And everything else will take care of itself. It's like the Bible says, man, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added unto your life. And that everything else isn't necessarily always what you want. That's not what everything else means all the time. But it's, it's definitely going to be what you need or, or, or what God purposes for you to have. You know, my dog Deacon focused on one thing, following me closely. He didn't create his own snacks. He didn't have to. His own water, his own shade, his own rest or belly rubs. He didn't have to create any of that. He got all that from me. It was built into the walk and I provided it. And, and he, was, he was in position to get these things because he stayed close. Now, was Deacon perfect? No. When he was, when he was young, he, he'd stray away at times. You know, I used to have to yell at him <laughs> to get his attention. You know, because it was a, he was young and wild. You know how, how young pups can be. And, you know, one time he ran off and poked himself in the eye. So he had this little red mark in his eye. He jumped in the bushes. You know, uh, another time he wandered off one day while we were, we were cutting the grass. And after I told him to stay, he was there. And they say, I oh, know he's not there. But over the years, he stopped doing those things. He realized through training and, and reinforcement, he realized that the best feelings he ever is going to have. They didn't come from being apart from me. They came from being with me, close to me. So these days, he, he sticks to us like glue. Sticks to me like glue. He, he uses his eyes and ears when we take walks. He uses his eyes and ears to, to help him follow me closely. He can see me. He can hear my commands. He do whatever I tell him to do. And here's the interesting thing. You and I, you know, we can't literally use our eyes and ears to follow Jesus. Can't literally do that. We don't visually see Jesus. We don't, we don't get to see him with our eyes or audibly hear his actual voice with our ears the way Deacon sees and hears me. Now, we got the challenge of depending on our faith that Jesus is leading. And that faith is expressed through the number one way to stay on track with Christ. And that number one way is prayer. Now, prayer in Christian in, in, in the Christian life is talked about all the time. I just think it's talked about too flippantly a little bit, man. You know, but if you're a Christian, you should all know about prayer and what the Bible says about it. So I'm not going to give a Bible lesson right now, but instead, I'm just going to share a story with you, you know, a couple of them. And you'll see how prayer keeps 
a person on track. I'm just going to use my own life. I just want to add value to what we already know. You know, we talk about prayer a lot, but when when you see people putting it into action, man, it, that that that's just you can see God working. That's why God takes us through things and has us pray through them, and we can tell people about it. You know, and and let me and let me add to this that it's important to include regular Bible study into your life because this is the instruction manual. This is the playbook for life, but we need to be praying about how to execute it, you know, along with this. You got to talk to God regularly in order to fully stay on track with him and to follow him close. Now, scripture in prayer with following Jesus is the equivalent of my dog's eyes and ears and following me. You know what I mean? We're lost without scripture in prayer. So let me just share with you how it works with prayer. You know, I talked about vindication earlier. Now, for those of you uh, who may be unfamiliar with the show, like I said, go ahead and check out season one. But vindication is shot in Texas. As you all know, I live in Texas now. I've only been here a few months, but obviously I was in, you know, the, in, in Southern California, I've been in Southern California for the last nine years. And we got to a point when the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of things were being reset for me and my family. And we started feeling the the pull and tug to move. And we had a lot of choices because, first of all, my whole family was back in Cleveland. My wife's family is in Louisville. Uh, we have friends in other parts of the country. And so we were thinking, like, at this stage of the game, where where do, where, where do we think the Lord would want us to go? Or it might be we, we're not done in Southern California yet. So, again, it, it, this is going to sound simple. But for some people, it just gets so complicated. But we just knew that we could ask God. So we're like, God, you know, we've been here nine years. Um, things are on track in terms of, you know, my career and the business and, you know, the way that we were telling people about Jesus and everything that we do, you know. But we want to make sure that you still want us here, you know, Um is, is California just a place that's feeling good right now? Um, or do you want us to just stay here? Or do you want us to to move? You know, because everything had stood still with this pandemic. And it was a time to really think and, and reevaluate things. And during this time, I'm working with my, my agent. We're still trying to find different things that we can do because the industry has shut down. Well, productions were still casting and trying to prepare for when the pandemic might let up. You know, projects were still being developed. And so this was right around the time. And remember, we're praying. Me and my family are praying, Lord, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? You know, there's there's uh, Cleveland, there's Louisville, there's Texas, there's just wherever. Where do you want us to go? And we had all of our ideas in our head, you know, friends in Texas, family in Cleveland, family in Louisville, or stay in California. Well, I'm talking with my agent. We're just trying to catch up and see what's going on and, you know, we got basically two things that came our way, Vindication and PAX TV, and both of them are, guess where? Texas. And so it's just, and even with that, we're just like, we don't see that as a coincidence. But even with that, we took those things and we put them into prayer. And it was, you know, I have an offer for an opportunity to be on Vindication if, if, if I'm in California, I will probably, you know, fly in and maybe shoot a scene or two and just to be a part of it. 
if I live in Texas, I will be a recurring role because I'm right there. And the same thing with PAX TV. PAX TV wanted me to maybe host a show from California. But if I lived in Texas, I could be an executive and I could start creating content and being a part of building this whole thing from the beginning. And that would help me to fulfill my goal, really, it's to open up opportunities for other uh, actors and, and writers and directors. And it was just so much more than what would happen if I just stayed in California and tried to do these two things. And so just by we just kept praying through it. And one thing led to another in terms of just making it really, really clear that Texas would be the place to go. So now it's like, okay, we feel like that's where God is calling us. But now it's just like, okay, when? When do we do this? You know, is, is, we got to start praying about timing. So we start praying about timing. And we felt led to go ahead and, and get with our realtor and everything and just get the process going. And, and we, we kept saying, Lord, if you don't want us to do this, if we're moving too fast or too slow, shut it down. Don't let it happen. And I remember our realtor telling us, because we had never actually sold a house before. This is our first time selling our house. And he's like, you know, just understand that this could take some time. Uh, don't panic. You know, this is how the, the market works. You know, we got the COVID thing going on and we were all like, okay, great. And so we were preparing ourselves for things to take a while. Man, the very next day, the very next day, we get like nine offers. And the offers just start coming in. It just happened very, very quickly. And being that this is, you know, it, it's 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 life altering to make a move like this. You know, we could easily talk ourselves out of it. It's just like God just wasted no time and say, hey, I'm calling you to do this. This is where you're going. This is where I want you to go. We, our house sold so fast. And, uh, and I can get into all the little obstacles that we're trying to climb in the way, but we kept praying through each and every one of them. And it ended up with me being in Texas where I am now, you know, I got a recurring role on Vindication and I absolutely love it. I know I, I should be here and I'm an, an executive producer for PAX TV, PAX-TV.com if you want to hear more about PAX TV, but I'm an executive producer here and I'm only an hour away from the studio. And um, that all came possible by me praying through this. So my point here is just, you know, that's how it's been for me for the last 10, 12 years. What I'm describing for you, this is exactly how it's been for me the last 10, 12 years. Some of you familiar with my story, with how courageous came to be. You know, it. I was a pro football player. I, you know, I go and I see the movie Fireproof. My heart starts to beat, you know, to be an actor. I, I want to act now. This is, this is incredible. Look at all these people. I'm, I'm looking at the impact in the theater. Everybody's going crazy. Now, right then and there, I could have just ran and tried something. But instead, I prayed, Lord, is this you? Is my heart beating because you, you want me to do this? Or is this just me caught up in a moment? I prayed. I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, open up a door. Like, show me. Make it plain. Make it clear. I just want to do the right thing. Next thing you know, a year and a half later, I'm with the Kendrick Brothers. I'm cast and courageous. And you all know that story, you know, courageous opens up is number four in the country. I'm, you know, and people got to see me as an actor and that's, you know, the acting bug is just biting me all over my body now. You know, um, and, I, and I ended up retiring from pro football again. I'm on the path. I'm walking behind Jesus. That's how these things happen. War Room, same thing. When when War Room came to be in terms of, of, of me making a decision to take the role, I was actually uh, working at a church in Southern California. I was working there and I had a, a large ministry with a lot of kids. I probably would not have taken this role. In my mind, I'm just saying to myself, I can't leave for as long as it would take for me to do War Room. And I think the Lord knew that because 
out of nowhere, I end up, this ministry ends up being uh, canceled in terms of me running it. And, and I, I, I could not understand why. I went home that day. And some of you know my story because you read my book, The Pursuit. But I went home that day and got offered the lead role in War Room, which would need me pretty much the whole summer. But I have prayed through all of that. I'm like, Lord, if this is you, I don't understand what's going on. You know, um, you know, I, I didn't do anything, you know, to, to have this this ministry stop. I don't I don't understand. You know, we were, kids are growing. And you in your mind, it doesn't make sense. An hour later, I didn't even get an hour to really grieve about this whole thing. An hour later, you know, Jesus is like, this is what I have for you. God's like, this is what I have for you. The Holy Spirit is like, this is what we're going to do. You know, you're going to go in War Room. And you guys know how that turned out. War Room is the number one movie in America. And and um, we just kept it going. So I, I stay on track by just acting like my dog, Deacon. You know, that's, that's my goal. I aim to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, my thoughts fixed on Jesus, you know, and just walk with him. I want to be just like how Deacon is with me, fully dependent. He's fully dependent on me. I want to be fully dependent on Jesus and just go where he is going, you know, and, and, and I just want to do this the best that I can all the time. Get this one thing right so that everything else, I want to seek him first so everything else will be added into my life, whatever he needs me to do. So that way, I always know that no matter how rough the road gets, no matter what's around me, no matter the climate, no matter how long the journey, no matter how confusing the journey, I just need to be able to see and hear Jesus, right? That's all you need to do. You just need to be able to see and hear him. You know, we talked about that scripture and prayer, man. That's how you, that's how you see and hear Jesus. I just need to stay close and keep walking in whatever direction he's taking me. I don't even care where I'm going in my life. I don't care where I'm going. I just care about who's doing the leading. Because if it's Jesus, then I know I'm on the right track. I know I'm on the right track. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. So I hope this blesses someone today, and, and I encourage you to stay in Scripture and stay in prayer like crazy all the time, all the time, then you have no problem staying on track. No problem at all. So let's wrap up the show by getting into a few of your questions. So Octavia asks on Facebook, she says, my question is so simple. I am a strong believer, but it looks like I'm just in circles even when I try to take a step, you know, and I know where she's coming from, you know, uh, this is, and again, when, when I answer these questions, you know, some people may say, wow, that was a simple answer because, you know, I think the Bible does make a lot of this simple. And I think we as human beings complicate it, or we allow Satan to complicate it for us, you know, cause he would love to do that. But what she's basically saying is what I hear a lot is that I try as hard as I can sometimes. And it just feels like I'm just, I'm just going in circles. I can't get anywhere. And I just look at that as stay the course. And 
This is a simple answer because this happened to me before too. I've had it to where I'm praying like crazy. I'm studying like crazy. And then it seems like I'm still not getting, you know, where I think I need to be. And then a lot of, a lot of times we're just not seeing what God is seeing. He says our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our, his ways are not our ways. His plans are, we don't, you know, it's one of those things where when I feel that it, it it's, it's where I cling even closer to Jesus. If you get into a situation where you feel like you don't really even know what you're doing, this is literally where you need to treat yourself like, like I keep bringing up my dog, like a lost dog, but better yet, like a lost child, a lost child. And you just like, daddy, I don't, you know, you call your dad, dad, I don't know where I am. And, and, and if my daughter called me and said that, I say, I say, sweetheart, stay exactly where you are. I'm coming to get you. You know, it's just one of those things where you talk to God and, and you say to him exactly what this question is in your prayers. You just, Lord, I'm, I'm going in circles. I, I, I'm reading. I'm praying. I'm, I just feel like I'm just I'm just not where I need to be. And I'm telling you. He will answer and, and something in your life is going to help to make sure that you stay on track because his desire is for you to follow him closely. He's not going to hide his will f- from you. So you just got to have a simple prayer. And I think a lot of people in cases like this start to try to come up with 8 million different things you, you can do to, to, to get on track. I'm going to tell you, you just pray and tell God exactly what you put in this question to me, that you're off track and tell him that you just, you just want to, you don't have to have everything work out to where, you know, you can see it. You just want to know that he heard this prayer and then you have faith that he has you. And then you keep doing what you know to biblically do regardless of how lost you feel. You still know you want to make disciples. You know, you got to go do that. You still know to tell people about Jesus. You still know to keep your integrity. You still know to read scripture and just obey. Just do the things that are right in front of you that you know to do while God continues on his timing to show you, you know, what's coming next. You know, and as far as your, you know, your failures or your struggles, you have to keep going to God and and take advantage of that awesome thing called grace. And you keep repenting of that but keep really true, true repentance. You want to turn away. So make sure you really are trying to turn away from the sin or whatever's going on and you stick with it. Satan just wants you to quit and give up. This, these are the feelings that usually make people quit and give up when they don't feel like they're getting anywhere. That's what anything in life, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere with a project. You're like, I oh, forget it. You know, um, but that's exactly what Satan will want you to do. And he's persistent. He will, he will, he will constantly keep making it seemingly difficult. You know, in other cases, like I said, God's timing, he may just be wanting to have you patient and want you to just continue to walk with him, continue to walk with him. You know, so I will just tell you to just stay the course of doing the biblically right things. And in time and on God's timing, he will show you. And it's funny, you will see why it took so long, you know, or why it might've been difficult right here. And it's like, oh, that's what God was doing all along. And that will increase your faith for the next time that this happens. So Octavia, that's what I will tell you and anyone else listening. If you feel like, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm trying as hard as I can, you know, um, you just need to stay the course with those basic things, scripture, Bible study, you know, prayer and obedience and repentance when you mess it up and just stay the course and stay patient and stay faithful. God will bless and reward that faith that I can't promise you. So that's a great question, Octavia. I love that one. Let's go to our next question. Our next question comes from Cat Grant. So Cat Grant asks, 
So she says, faith is incredibly important, but so is overall health. So what tips do you give someone that is looking to balance overall growth? So emotional health, spiritual health, um, you know, overcoming loss and physical health. All right. Uh, great question, Cat. Uh, and I, I will, again, for me, it, it's simple. Um, no one loves you more than God does. No one cares about your health, your well-being, your stress levels, um, you know, your spiritual health, your emotional health. No one cares about that more than God does, because when these things get in the way, it messes up the ability to to truly give God everything we got, because we're worried about all of these different things. You could even throw financial financial health in there. And the advice that I would give, again, look at the things that have happened with me in my life. I give all of this to God in prayer. You know, and it's funny, if you're listening to this and you're just like, gosh, everything is prayer. That's exactly my point. You can't get bored with prayer. You can't. That's what Satan would love for you to do is to is to get you bored with talking with the person who has the grand plan for your life. So when I'm looking at Cat um, Grant's question right here, um, you know, for me, you know, physically, I look at it, I work out all the time and I eat right and I stay hydrated and I stay away from, you know, things that would make my body feel bad. And and the reason for that is I just, I look at, it all comes back to God. I want to be able to, for example, do this podcast for you guys. I want to be able to have the strength and energy to get up early in the morning and jump on this podcast and record all this stuff and, and then, you know, and write the books that I write and do the movies that I do. If I'm physically sick, if I'm unhealthy, I can't do that. I can't do what God has called me to do. So I know that being unhealthy physically is going to hinder my ability to tell people about Jesus. So I'm I'm full on about taking care of myself, you know, and it's the same thing with that's pretty much my reason for my finances. If I'm constantly stressing about money and some of you know how, how this can be, it, that becomes like the number one concern because you can't pay your bills, you can't pay your mortgage or your rent or you know, can't get your car fixed or you can't do it. And it's hard Sometimes it's hard to even sit and worship <laughs> and listen to, you know, worship music or or go tell somebody about Jesus because you're too concerned about yourself. And, and it makes sense. I mean, but that's why you don't want to get in that particular spot. So when, when it comes to financial health, I'm like, Lord, take take charge of my finances. Don't let me underspend. Don't let me undergive. Don't let me, you know, invest the wrong way. Don't let me waste it. You know, Lord, guide my finances. Help, my, help me have God goals when it comes to money and all that so that I am, uh, I want to be financially healthy. I don't want to be, you know, struggling in such a way where I can't effectively serve you. I can't even give. I can't, you know, so I will give that to God. And it's not about being rich or, you know, or anything like that. It's just about, Lord, give me what I need. What do I need from a financial standpoint to serve you as best that I can? And that's what I'm asking him for. You know, and the same thing with, um, you know, she mentioned overcoming loss. You know, this was huge for me. You know, um, as some of you know, I lost my mom. I lost my mom to COVID last year. And for me, I'm like, Lord, I, I need you to help me to deal with this. And he gave me the most beautiful thought. It's just like, don't worry about what you lost. Worry about what, I, what, 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 what my mother has gained. But, but when my mother passed on, she went to be with Jesus. She, she lost her life here, but she gained life with Christ. <laughs> she wouldn't trade that if she could. And I wouldn't want her to, 
you know? So um, again, just by praying and talking to God, I come to that kind of feeling and that kind of understanding, you know? So, so yeah, um, Kat, I would just tell you that, you know, you, you want to first lead with the fact that, Hey, I, my goal is to serve God as best I can. And from an emotional standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, um, you know, from a grief standpoint and for physical health standpoint, what's my motivating factor? And is that if all these things are in great shape, then I'm able to serve God as best I can. So you continue to pray and ask the Lord in all these areas, you know, what's the best way to take care of yourself? And he will lead and guide you. He'll point you to the right people, the right programs, the right everything. So that is a great, great, great question, uh, Kat Grant. And thanks for asking that question. Uh, One more here. And uh, this question comes from uh, Cheryl Joyner. Actually, we got two more. I'm sorry, two more. So this one comes from Cheryl Joyner. And uh, she had a long post here on Facebook, but the basis of her question, she says, uh, how do you get to the altar? She's talking about marriage. How do you get to the altar without uh, a shortcut through the bedroom? Now she's cutting a little deep here. So roll with me here. She says, if you're, if you're in a relationship with someone, will God still bless your relationship? Even if you fornicate, um, it's rare to find people who wait for marriage to become intimate. Okay. And so, you know, she says, so she, she continues to ask, should we as singles, cause she, so she's a single woman. Should we as singles just expect intimacy to be a part of the relationship if we are to have one, you know? So she's just like, is it, is, do you just have to get intimate? You know, should we, is, no one's waiting anymore is her point. And so here's the deal with that. Again, it's going to be a simple answer. The answer to this is, so you're in a relationship you know, you're your single woman or a single guy. Your question is, you know, intimacy, you know, um, is this something that has a place in, in a relationship before you get married? You know, and she mentioned fornication and everything. So I would ask you this directly. Would you even consider fornicating if Jesus knew about it? Think about that. Because that's always my criteria when I feel like I've hidden any kind of gray area. And this isn't even a gray area. To me, it's, 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 you know, you wait because Jesus said wait, because God said wait. But in his presence, you know, if, if you or even if you knew if you knew that he would know about it, does this seem like something like if you were asking him this, what do you think his answer would be? Jesus, is it OK if I fornicate before I get married? I mean, did not that even feel weird even asking? Right. So this is a fantastic question because it leads me to give a very, very simple answer. It's no, because you know, it's wrong. It's like asking God, is it okay? God, is it okay if I lie? Is it all right if I go ahead and just tell these lies real quick so I can get this job? And then once I get this job, I can start using the money. to. No, God doesn't need sin. He doesn't need to lead us into sin for us to succeed. He's not going to use sin for us to succeed. He doesn't need to do that. You know, so what you would do is basically the person that God has for you, if you want to wait, which you obviously do, and anybody who's a Christian would, would want to wait, then he's going to, you're going to be paired up with somebody who is like-minded and you're not even going to have this problem in terms of, you know, now I'm going to be realistic. Will there be temptation? Sure. But what I said, the problem that you w- w- won't have is, is a sole desire to just violate that, um, the, the, the sacredness of that. They're going to want to wait too. So if he wants to wait and you want to wait, you know, if she wants to wait and the guy wants to wait, then y'all can work through that together. And both of y'all will be willing to not put yourselves in positions that are going to take you to a level that you don't want to get to. Now, when you got one person that's on a different page and they don't care about waiting, see, they're gonna, that's going to be pressure. 
And that's not what you want. You want you, the two of you should be working together to resist the, 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 the temptation that's going to come from Satan, because both of y'all want to wait and do it the right way. That temptation is going to come from Satan. It's going to come from the world. It's going to come from different areas. But because you both are on the same page, this is the person God has for you. And you prayed about that. That's key. Lord, who do you want me to be with? Who do you want me to have as a husband? Who do you want me to have as a wife? And when you meet that person and y'all are dating, they're going to be like-minded, just like you. And, and you can fight that struggle together. You know, yes, there are people that are still doing that. And you pray for God to lead you to someone that is that is on that particular path, have that particular kind of mindset. And he will lead you to him or her because that's a part of his will. He's going to prepare you with someone that wants his will as well. And uh, so you, all the single ladies out there and the single guys out there, yes, you know, honor God by waiting, you know, and pray for God to lead you to someone who's going to join you in that. Okay. So that was a really, really, really good question. And uh, again, the, the answer is funny how everything always comes back to prayer. Okay. Last question of the day. Tico asks, how do you balance marriage and ministry? Um, well, that's going to be an easy, quick one. And that's uh, be the way I end the show. Uh, I balance it because, you know, my wife is my manager. So <laughs> she balances it. <laughs> my wife is my manager. So she is like, you know, you ain't doing that. You stand with me. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, my wife, my wife is my manager. Um, but even before she became a manager, the way I did it is because, you know, my family is a part of, of, you know, anything that I do. We always do it, you know, together. You know, homeschool has been a big part of that. Um, but even when, even if they were in public school, the, the bottom line for me is this. My family, you know, God is, is the first thing that's important to me. His purpose for my life is the very next thing. And then after that, it's the people that he has put me in charge of, you know, um, to work alongside my wife and my two children. And um, I have, I structure time with them that's protected, you know, and I don't let anything get in the way of that. Uh, but it's been great that my wife is my manager, you know, because she knows that that's my goal and she doesn't let me get into things that, that cause me to not be able to balance those things together. You know, so I, I put them before career. I put them before, you know, all the things that can pull and, and, and tug at my attention. And if I'm not giving them the attention that they need, if I'm not being the dad I'm supposed to be or the husband I'm supposed to be, then I know I'm disobeying God right then and there. And you can't say, hey, Lord, I'm not spending time with my wife or in my children's life because I'm doing this film or because I'm doing, I'm speaking, or I'm writing this book. And that's more important. I'm doing this for you. He's like, man, if you don't take care of that family, you know, because you can't be helping other people in their life and you, your own life is in shambles. And I and, and when the family struggles and suffers, that that makes it really, really hard to do what God wants you to do. Uh, so family has to be intact. So I prioritize, you know, my time with them. And I if they ever start competing, then my family is going to win. You know, um, and I'm going to uh, ask the Lord, you know, his purpose is going to win first. And then my family and then everything after that, you know, just falls into place according to God's plan and his purpose for my life. I want to thank you guys for your questions. Uh, I want to thank you all for spending time with me today. Always remember, man, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and what he has called you to do. And that will always keep you on track. Thank you all for rolling with me every single week. Uh, stay tuned for you know my appearance on Vindication Season 2. And in a couple of weeks, my brother's keeper coming out March 19th. All right, God bless you guys, and we'll see you on the next episode of the TCS Live Show. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life.
And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.